What's up, everybody? Welcome to the View from Jamestown podcast edition. This is the 27th episode of the View from Jamestown podcast. This is the June View recording. I'm sitting down with TCC President Rob Roach, GM of Sales AJ Pacharka, and our, our special guest this morning, Corey Mullins. Corey, good morning. Good morning. Thank you. How, uh, how are we doing today? I'm good. I'm good. This is exciting. Welcome, welcome to the podcast. Appreciate First it. time on the podcast. First today. time, yeah. yeah. I'm usually on the other side of the camera. I like this. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote up some jokes. If we, <laughs> no. we like jokes. Is it safe to say this is your first podcast appearance? It is, yeah. yeah. If you want a good joke, we'll talk about methanol prices here soon. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be one of those episodes. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thank you guys for taking some time this morning. Uh, welcome back from, from your, your Asia trip, Rob. Thank you. Um, obviously, you're over there for a good week and a little bit extra on the back end. Yep, yep. Stopped in Tokyo on the back end for a couple of days to get ripped off. It's very expensive <laughs> there. <laughs> Food, food looked good, though, Food's amazing. Pictures. Food's amazing, yeah. yeah. And uh, it's just a neat place to see uh, the the logistics of getting around there on the trains are amazing. And, uh, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a neat place. My wife and I decided to visit for a couple of days on the way back from Taipei, and uh, it was well worth it. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Um, but obviously, you're over there for the APIC conference in, in Taipei this year. Uh, maybe give a little overview on how that went and, and what some of the discussions were like over there. Surprisingly, everybody I met with from Europe talked about how slow it is there. Um, mentioned 10 to 20% off uh, volumes-wise. Uh, um, also, a lot of very competitive activity coming from China, obviously with a, sort of a blockage with the U.S. tariff. A lot more is, is finding homes in Europe. Um, so that was, that was probably the most surprising things. We, we talked a lot with... Uh, Chinese uh, vendors and customers, they said that the um, environmental issues, meaning, you know, the uh, government crackdown on any sort of pollution uh, continues and um, is even getting stronger. Uh, so at times, plants will have to be shut down for days, even weeks at a time for inspections, uh, or if there's a, an event or a visit from, uh, you know, somebody in China, um, especially if they're in a sort of a non-industrial zone, you know, so uh, they're trying to prevent smog and pollution and water and things like that. So that's a continuing problem in China. Everybody who's in the chemical industry knows that if you're not running your plant, you know, all the time at high uh, rates, it's not efficient. So they were really upset about that. They were also very upset about the fact that the U.S. was blocked, really. I mean, at 25%. There was a lot of speculation uh, while we were over there that the Chinese would devalue their currency, which they have done. Uh, it's down some 5% already. Um, this is in sort of a trade war strategy. They control their currency, and it's one of the big issues between the U.S. and China. Uh, so there was a good bit of discussion about that. Um, export rebates or export uh, drawbacks to, to sort of battle the tariffs being talked about. But, uh, you know, also a big picture uh, discussion was what, you know, what other places can we source from outside of China and Taiwan Taipei being hosting the APIC is interestingly uh, you know a great source of, of a lot of different chemistry and uh, kind of convenient timing obviously no one could have seen us coming a year whenever it was planned but right? it kind of happened that way yeah. yeah it's sort of interesting and um, so Taiwan was pretty excited uh, the the folks we met with that are from Taiwan about new opportunities uh, to to join uh, the global market and or even increase their capacities for export. Also, India. Everybody we met from India was very interested in global markets. Um, we talked about in the last podcast that it's no longer 
uh, duty free from India, Turkey, etc. So, uh, despite the duty, they're interested in the U.S. market. Um, so, a lot of good conversations, and um, you know, it was good to see all the folks over there in Taipei. I really enjoyed Taipei. Uh, also, great food and culture like Tokyo. And uh, yeah, it was it was overall a good trip. Trip. I was there with Javier Fernandez. A lot of interest in Latin American markets for you know Chinese players today because there is obviously not the tariffs in Latin American markets, so a lot going on. Yeah, that's been one of the most interesting things with him and his view on things is it's a tough getting Chinese product into the states, but that product has to go somewhere, and it's obviously in a lot with the different regions that he manages with things either getting discounted or or being more available in in those regions. Yeah, we talked a lot about that. I mean, you know, now we're talking about. You know tariffs on Mexican goods. Well, if they can buy cheap Chinese goods and make a finished good and bring it through the U.S. Canada America trade deal, that leaves Americans disadvantaged. So even beyond the immigration issues, there's that issue of hey, let's blend a fertilizer and bring it into the U.S. that has disiandiamide in it. Well, we have to pay 25% duty on disiandiamide, but the Mexicans don't. So we have to. Uh, you know, there's a lot of a lot of pieces, a lot of moving parts here. I'm not sure how it's going to shake out. Yeah, and a lot of that would require significant capital investment or planning, and then all of a sudden something could happen tomorrow, and all of a sudden the tariffs are over, and it doesn't make sense anymore. So it's, it's yeah. quite the... It, it's, uh, it's so funny because we were at uh, AFPM, and you know every meeting people would say, what do you think about tariffs? I said, it's, you know, it's going to be a while before this all shakes out. Well, you're such a, uh, um, you know, uh, you have such a negative... View of this. Yeah. You call a pessimist. <laughs> How many times do people yeah. call me a pessimist? But people don't understand that this is um, this is a really big issue and with, with a lot at stake. And um, so now uh, everybody at APIC or I, I hear people in our industry now saying, "Well, you know, well, we thought it was going to last a long time," and it's like, no, nobody. Yeah. Everybody was saying this was going to be. A, but how crazy would it be if overnight? We were back to just duties with with China. That that's not going to happen. Right? Yeah. I just don't see that happening. Yeah. You know, they've ruined the global trade balance for the last fifteen years by putting up massive capacities of stuff that can't even find a home right. in two Earths. You know, so it's like <laughs> we're getting ready, we're getting ready for Mars. Just yeah, I mean, we're we're, we're going to supply. You know, we're going to have enough product to supply all the planets. It's just crazy. So. This had to be done, um, you know, and uh, I, I think it's going to be a while before it all gets worked out. I still do. Yeah. I'm, I'm still a pessimist. But I think it's, it's probably interesting going back to whatever it was, our March or April podcast. You said the exact same thing. It's not like you're just making this approach now. It's we, This is what we've said for the last however many months it's been. I know. If people could invest on that, that would that would have been a good thing. I mean, <laughs> short the market. You know, we should have been talking. I mean, methanol right. prices are going down. You short that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Hey, I leave the know. jokes to me. But. So anyway, yeah, there was just an amazing amount of uh, dialogue in 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 Asia and uh, a lot to lot to think about. And uh, but you know, business with TCC in Asia is good. We're doing a lot still in China where we we have to buy. Um, in other Asia, we're doing some supply there and uh, and some buying. A lot of discussion about Vietnam and other new hmm. upcoming economies. So. Um, yeah, happy to fill you in after the podcast of yeah. even more stuff. Absolutely. I think that's one of the other big topics that's kind of on our to-do list to touch on is the, the New Mexico tariff situation. Um, Trump announcing last week, this week, I think it was earlier this last week, week, the yeah. last week, the, the 5% um, tariff on things coming up from Mexico with a pretty short lead time, you know, pretty pretty much no 
advance notice that this was going to happen and, and the threats to push it up as high as 25%. Um, I've seen numbers that 5% of loan tariff could be up to a $17 billion a year tax on Americans because odds are that the tariff is going to get passed on to the end consumers. Yep, that's um, so that's, that's a fact. Uh, it sounds like it could have a, a lot bigger immediate impact than uh, than maybe the China tariffs have. Well, Trump has stopped saying that uh, China's paying us billions of dollars with these tariffs. It's the American businesses and eventually the American consumers that's going to be paying these tariffs. So Yeah, I mean, I, I know with us, our China business really hasn't changed much volume-wise at all. I mean, our customers are just paying an extra 25% and having to you know, having to pass that along to their customers. So it's all going right to the bottom Straight line. Through, yeah. yeah. And there's some, you know, there's some things that China's doing, like I said, to devalue their currency, to, you know, to give export kickbacks or whatever you want to call it. I mean, they're a communist country. They can do things overnight. Um, you know, we can tweet about it or send it to Congress and Senate. And there's, you know, a lot of bureaucracy there. But, um, you know, Trump being an effective uh, leader in that he's making these decisions and trying to follow through with them. Um, and, you know, arbitrarily made a decision this week to say, okay, Mexico, you don't do something about the immigration problem. We're going to start putting a tariff on you. So they're meeting today's Tuesday. They're meeting tomorrow with Mexico. Secret Secretary of State Pompeo is meeting with Mexico. I'm hopeful that it doesn't even happen. The five percent, they they come to the table and say, okay, we're going to do something about this. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna stop the you know people coming through our southern border, a porous southern border, and we're gonna do something about the people, the immigrants at the northern border before they have to you know try and get into America. Um, it is a problem, you know, and uh, it'd be nice to have support uh, from Mexico with this issue. Sure. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, obviously, a lot of, at least with TCC specific businesses, automotive type applications, which a lot of that comes from Mexico within the U.S., so it, it should yeah. be interesting to see what the downstream effects of that are, depending how these, these meetings go this week. Yeah, we, we have a, you know, a facility in, in Mexico. We do a lot of business in Mexico. We certainly don't want to hurt our business in Mexico, but... We're sort of at the mercy of uh, whatever decisions get made here. Yep. Right. yep. So lots to keep an eye on. Uh, we did just do the, the podcast recording with a member of the SOCMA team, the Society of Chemical Manufacturers and Affiliates. I always get that wrong. I think that's correct. Sounds um, right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so we interviewed uh, Matt Modritzer from the SOCMA organization. Um, depending how you're streaming this, if you scroll up or down, it should pop up right there. But it ended up being about an hour and 10 minutes, an hour and 15 minutes, oh. talking about the six or seven big uh, tariff and trade issues and things going on. Any one of which on its own would be a massive issue. And we got essentially six or seven going at the same time with pretty much every region of the world you can imagine, except maybe Antarctica. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so... It, that's an interesting one. Definitely recommend checking it out. Um, if you do click on it, you can scroll down. If there's certain ones you're more interested in than others, there's timestamps so you can see which which uh, topic you want to scroll to. Or would certainly recommend streaming the whole thing to kind of get a good overview of what's going on. Um, but in the true fashion of how things have been going, it's a lot of it may be outdated at this point. You know, mm. it was a week or two ago, and things seem to be changing quickly. Um, so highly recommend checking that out. I think it was some interesting info in there. Right. Um, moving on to some June pricing info. I think before we get into the June pricing, Corey, maybe you want to give a little intro on, on yourself and the, the basket of products you manage and then maybe jump into what, what those products are, are looking like for June. Sure. No, happy to do it. Um, I manage uh, our methanol business here at the chemical company along with the oxo alcohols, which would uh, encompass 2-ethylhexanol and normal butanol. Um, and then uh, MTBE, the high-purity MTB, which is a derivative of methanol, we, we do uh, some MTB non-fuel application into 
the U.S. for pharma applications, and that's been a good product that we've, I think we've grown over the last, what, 18 months or so, Rob? Uh, yeah, I'm um, doing a great job yeah, for it. That's a good one. It is. Yeah. Those are the main products. I mean, there's a there's a basket of some other smaller products that I would handle, steric, asorbic, some uh, ammonium carbonate, things that we would be doing out of China that are uh, that are under, you know, impact with the tariff right now. But mm-hmm. the, the other products that I mentioned, those are, are uh, staple for us. Uh, methanol has been one of the, 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 the products that we've had straight out of the gate when TCC started yeah. 30 something years ago, but yep. uh, it's been a good one for us. Yep. And looking into June, what are we, uh, what are we looking like price wise on the, the products you're overseeing? Right. Um, on the 2EH and butanol, there was a recent price increase of five cents from all of the major players, uh, in the U S. So your Dow's Eastman's BSF, those guys. Um, so we, it, it, the way we manage our business, it, we, we, we're not the market leader on those products. So we'll follow suit with the, the major producers and, and try to make sure that we're in line with the market. So we'll, we followed that five cent increase. That was on the backs of propylene, uh, us propylene settling up four and a half cents for the month of May and the way OXO alcohols are priced, they're, they're, they're priced against the previous month. Uh, because of when that settles. So, um, yeah, propylene settled at uh, up four and a half cents. The market followed. There's some there's some turnarounds going on, uh, Oxea and Dow. So there there might be some short term tightness there, uh, and that may be the reason for the higher increase. Um, if propylene settling up four and a half would typically translate into maybe a three cent increase on those products. But given some of the tightness on the on the supply side, that may be some of the justification for a for a higher push through. Yeah, something we talk about a lot is the supply and demand fundamentals playing a bigger role than, obviously, direct raw material pricing plays a role, but the supply and demand fundamentals have been sure a bigger bigger piece of it in recent well, times. Yeah, and, and, Especially it, on OXOs. Yeah, right, exactly. Now, touching on methanol, that's a different story. It's going the other direction. And, you know, there's the consumer base will get caught up on the, the spot market, um, and, and it seems like it's doom and gloom. I, I, it's dropped... Uh, let's see. It ended. It began May in uh, at ninety nine a dollar per gallon, and now spot June is is assessed at eighty three and a half. So there's wow. been a big dip. Yeah, wow. big drop. Um, I don't know that it's all doom and gloom. Uh, that the producers that announced for June pricing, in my opinion, came came off fairly weak in in comparison to what the fundamentals would suggest. But that being said, I'm hearing rumors of. Um, you know, some, some ongoing production issues in, in some major production in Iran. They've got three plants there. They're up and down, up and down. So mm-hmm. until those are on on a consistent basis, I, I, I guess I could see that those represent a, a concern for the supply side. Methodex is, um, Egypt is down recently, and uh, mm-hmm. they're not, no one's disclosing why that's down. So, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. And then so the, the, the MTO plants have, we've had some new MTO plants start over in China, and those have a big impact on the supply side because they consume a lot of methanol. So. Right. That's probably peeling the onion way back. <laughs> is there, to peel one more layer, is there any news from Venezuela and their methanol production? Are they impacting the price at all? Or? No news. That's It's been pretty quiet. Um, the One of the off-takers from that that facility is in the process of building a, uh, a plant in Trinidad, a CG... CL uh, that that's has supposed to, was supposed to come up early this year. It's been pushed back. Uh, it's now looking like sometime Q4. It wouldn't surprise me if it slipped into 2020. Um, but that might be the one thing that that helps alleviate the the, the Venezuelan concern um, because that that is a concern for that particular optaker getting that product from that plant into uh, into their U.S. Uh, presence. Mm-hmm. 
And we are looking at doing a separate podcast with Corey that'll come out later this week or maybe early next week, specifically getting even deeper in that onion with some of these products. So right. if there's interest in those specific ones, we're, we're going to have that recorded and sure. out sometime in the next week or two. So feel free to take a look at that as well. Um, some of the other products, um, glycols, plasticizers, maybe more moving to this half of the table. Um, what, uh, what, what's pricing looking like into June here? Glycols are still uh, looking pretty ugly, you know, down a little bit uh, moving into June. Um, ethylene settled down uh, three quarters of a penny. Um, so glycols are still still pretty, you know, depressed and, uh, you know, demands, you know, still off a little bit. But, um, you know, we're still still doing our best uh, to keep it keep them moving. Yeah. Um, you know, a Dipic, we, uh, you know, it's pretty flat going May into June. Um, mm -hmm. Demand seems to be pretty flat. Black luster, I guess, um, is is probably the best way to put it. Plasticizers are up a little bit. Um, I guess anywhere from three to five cents a pound for the for the most part. Yep. Um, you know, for for I think everything across the board, right? Yeah, I think uh, mainly three, but some folks did announce four. Uh, hadn't heard as high as five, but um, there's certainly the the same push you have on oxos. You know, with the right. propylene as well as uh, orthoxylene has been very tight in Europe. Um, there's been some outages and, and they've been more dependent on import orthoxylene, so thalic is tight. So, uh, and typically this time of year, we're going into um, high driving demand season for fuels. So there's, you know, a reshuffling of the raw materials and maybe make a little less plasticizer or whatnot at the, at the big players. But, um, yep. you know, it's, um, you know, I was sort of predicting this based on where propylene's been going uh, when it comes to plasticizers. But yeah, Dipix flat, a little disappointing in the coatings uh, sector right now. Kind of, you know, we're seeing some um, some certain markets that are weak, and I'd say coatings is one of them, which is a big demand on, on a Dipix. So um, I, I would call it flat because there's other demand um Code, uh, there's other markets that are having higher demand. So yep. benzene's flat, went only up a penny to 234 per gallon. Yep. So not much effect on a dipic there. Yep. Um, and switching gears a little bit, crude oil and, and some of the crude, crude oil, natural gas uh, also came down this month, roughly following the stock market type of trends. Uh, stock market goes down, crude goes down, it kind of seems like in recent months. Yeah, um, they're so definitely tied. Saw both of those go down this month. Yeah, we've seen, you know, uh, pretty um tough dow and nasdaq lately you know they're down five to six percent uh, obviously effect of the trade wars and everything that's going on brexit and it's right. you know they're not achieving brexit and um just sort of some concerns about the job market um you know um uh, the obviously the import tariffs and whatnot so we've seen the stock market really take a shellacking lately and that's also happened to oil which is awesome, you know. I think oil's down more, like ten or fifteen percent, from yep. where it was uh, just a month ago. Yep. So, kind of shocking uh, to see how quickly this is happening. But, you know, what's this telling us about the overall economy? I'm, I'm nervous. I'm, I'm being honest. I'm nervous. I don't know what's going on yep. uh, because going to Asia, hearing about how things are so slow, so poor, business is so poor in Asia. Hearing all the Europeans say how how slow, how poor it is in Europe. You know, we're doing well, and maybe we're seeing some, you know, cracks in that foundation here a little bit. So, you know, always paying attention every day to the news, to what's going on with oil and natural gas. and, and Paying attention to Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. 
the news is, you know, it's a driver of, of, of what our, our business, you know, and, uh, you know, just on a micro, uh, micro level for TCC, you know, April was amazing, you know, but it was sort of all good news, you know, the news, everything was sort of going pretty well. And then May, yep. all this trade war stuff started blowing up and May really slowed down. Yep. Um, so there's, there's an effect that, that happens here and in our little business, we see it. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like there was almost a, a big down coming into the new year. It was all kind of doom and gloom. Came back up once the first quarter economic reports came out and things were kind of positive. Right. right now we're kind of, seems like we're back on a, a little bit of a downslope here as the news comes out and things like that overall. It's, you know, not to get off topic too much, but like I just drive by strip malls and they're empty now. Yeah. You know, like where's retail? You know, like everything's through Amazon. Everything's, you know, going through, you know, one app or, or website, you know, and, uh, you know, people have jobs, but they're they're not necessarily happy in their jobs. They're not getting paid well. I mean, how good really is this economy? We're mm -hmm. allowing this to happen with the, the Amazoning of the world, you know. And uh, so, you know, it is a little it is a little disturbing to see, you know, uh, how low the wages are for friends of mine and things like that. Even though, yes, they are working more hours, they're working a lot, and but they're not making much money and. Uh, the opportunities really aren't there unless you're coming out with some blockbuster app or some blockbuster medication. You know, there's not, you don't have the opportunity now to just start a little shop and sell stuff because Amazon's going to kill you, you know. So yeah. alternatively, on the other side of the coin, you flip the coin, the, the population of the world is just growing so right. fast. And I, I keep bringing it up, but people don't talk about that enough. The population is growing. The people are wanting cars and TVs and things like that. So the demand is going to continue and it's going to grow, um, you know, and I just don't know that we just have to do a better balancing, you know, of things here and, and the whole world can take advantage of that. Yeah. And go back to your Twitter comment too. I saw, I think when Mexico put up some public relations statements or whatever back to Trump's 5% tariff and they, they released them originally on Twitter, almost as like a little stab back at Trump with his, his Twitter, uh, economic policy yeah. coming well, out that way i mean i i didn't have twitter until this administration came into yeah. place and now i i use it regularly just to see you yeah. know see what the latest and the greatest is because it's uh it's become that kind of a tool yep it's bizarre yep yeah. it's bizarre you know that this is you know you've got congressmen congress people senators presidents all doing their their <laughs> tweeting is and it's bizarre. You it's, know? Just, it's unprecedented access to you know you can tweet at something and that person has the the ability at least theoretically to see it you know right in the palm of their hand. Right. Which mm. you know twenty years ago you couldn't have contacted a senator for anything. No, no. it's crazy. But yeah, so lots lots going on. Lots to keep an eye on. Um, seems like every time we we talk about a new topic, something else pops up, and you got all these different things to kind of keep your head around and figure out how it goes into the solution and figures out where the market's going and things like that. So lots to keep an eye on. We're obviously doing the best we can to keep people informed and up to date on on different things that are happening. Um, but lots to keep an eye on. I hope you stay tuned to the next uh, next episodes and podcasts, and we'll try to do the best we can with our our podcasts and emails. Um, but moving on to some featured products and, and some new things we have coming in the pipeline, our product development pipeline here at TCC. Uh, a couple new products. Uh, AJ, you want to go over those uh, those new ones quick? I think Corey may be able to speak to those better than my, myself. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> Bounce Thank it you. around. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, they're, they're, not, they're new to us. They're not new to the industry, but uh, castor oil uh, and glycerin are one that we've, uh, we've had some success with here lately. Uh, so I, I mentioned earlier to just to maybe bring those up. I yep, can't, yep. Uh, speaking honestly, I can't talk to the industry. The market at this point is yeah, something yep. that we'll pay closer attention to as we as we move more of these products. But uh, they have been a good one for us. We seem to be uh, competitive at at, uh, at the the accounts that we've talked to. Yep. Uh, we've had some success. So yeah, stay tuned on that. Is what I would say because I, I we're in a good position going forward. I think. Yeah, yeah. And those are, those are two newer ones that are in the pipeline for us. We also have um, isotretinoin alcohol in the isobutene that are in the pipeline as well. Some, right. uh, some newer opportunities and applications that we're, we're looking into. Yeah, looking more towards 2020, but those two are definitely uh, in the cards and, and we're doing, as you said, we're putting them through our product development pipeline right now. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to have these, uh, these new items. Yep. We do have a couple too that we're, we're actively moving and we've done for a little bit now. The, the TOFA, or tall oil fatty acid, uh, as well as MTBE. I know MTBE is one that Corey oversees right. and has been overseen one. for a little bit. Right. It's a good one. How's that? How's that been going overall? Really good. Uh, we'd love to move more of it. Uh, we've we've grown it since we started uh, last year. Um, it's a great product. Um, we sell into you know if you're selling a product into into the pharmaceutical industry, it, it needs to be depending on what the application is in pharma. Uh, you know, it needs to be a good quality product. Yeah. Uh, and and the the sales time into the pharma industry is it's, that's it's, a long sales time in for those right. approval yeah, processes. That's right. right. Yeah, but uh, no, but it's it the, the qualification's gone well and the supply into the the, the accounts that have qualified it they've been really pleased so yeah. it's my goal is to uh just to continue grow it at, at pharma applications here in the u.s that's a good goal i would say yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I, I, like, yeah. I like i like your heads at yeah it's <laughs> the first time you've liked where my head's at that's <laughs> too, that's but yeah a lot of new products a lot of new opportunities and we're, we're continuing to expand into industries we're familiar with as well as some new industries and applications which is exciting for us at least uh, so if any of those products are of, of any interest feel free to reach out to uh to your, CC, your TCC sales contact or reach out online. We're happy to take a look and, and see what we can do for you guys. How about you, Ben? How about the TOFA? TOFA's been good. Um, our, our supplier out of Europe for that has, has been really good. We've had uh, a lot of good new applications and, and new companies uh, actively sampling it. We've gotten a couple new accounts, so that's something that we're eager to move, especially into the southeast. Um, primarily in bulk, we are looking at a couple packaged opportunities as well. Um, so if any of those come up, feel free to, to reach out to myself or, again, whoever your TCC contact is. I'm happy to take a look at that for you. Um, upcoming trade shows, conferences, events. Obviously, it's it's summertime, which is kind of nice, a little bit quieter. Um, I think every year it's, it's almost kind of funny. APIC almost measures like the, the summertime kind of stop for trade shows, which is nice based on the timing. Um, well, we got this week our, our sales meeting. We do? We so do. that's always, it seems like, you know, our year end is July 31, and it's always a race. And... I think that uh, the sales meeting sort of is, you know, close to the finish line. So it's yeah. always nice yeah. when we wrap up the sales meeting, get everybody together this week here in uh, Newport, Rhode Island, uh, for our international sales meeting, and uh, you know, have some great, um, you know, we have some great suppliers coming in. We've got some great uh, uh, presentations, uh, everything from uh, EHS and legal to sales guys to product managers, technical presentations. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it's always nice to get to this annual sales meeting because that is you know we're getting towards the end of the race, so it's a little relief. Yeah, and the, the staff from our Asian sourcing office is coming this year, which will be nice. That'll Maybe be very nice. Get yep. their perspective on some things as well. Yep, the folks from China will be coming over. It'll be really interesting to hear what what their perspective is about these tariffs and, and yep. what's going on. Yep. 
Um, but on the trade show front, the conference front, we the, the next big one coming up is the Vinyl Compounders Conference. Um, it's down in Ponte Vedra, I think to say it, Vedra, Florida, uh, just south of Jacksonville. Um, that's a good one for us. It's the, the 30th uh, rendition or, or year of the Compounders Conference. Always a very well-attended event, so if anyone will be down there in, in Florida, feel free to let us know. Um, and then I guess the other two, we can have our, our special guest over here kind of intro and, and talk about. Uh, we'll give, give AJ a break. AJ's usually the trade show guy, so we'll let, <laughs> yeah. let Corey handle this time. Wait a second. <laughs> I'm the new guy, are we? <laughs> Wait, which one are you talking about? The, the, the Southwest? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we've got the Southwest uh, Fertilizer Conference this year in Nashville, Tennessee. Normally, it takes place in uh, San Antonio. It should be cooler for me, but still warm for AJ coming down from the south. But that'll be interesting. Uh, that that's a new venue. Um, so you got Florida in July, and then you got Nashville yeah. in July. Yeah, I'm not going to complain because every year we've been in San Antonio in July, and yeah. it's not a much worse place to be than sure. San Antonio it's, it's in July. Brutal. <laughs> it's brutal. Yeah, it, it, it is brutal. But no, that's always a good one for us. We we dabble in the uh, in the fertilizer industry with a number of products, um, so it's it's a good time for us to catch up with both the supply side and the customer side. Uh, and just catch up on what's going on in that particular industry, and um, yep. yeah, so I'm looking forward to Nashville. Yep. I might, I might go and get on Music Row. I've, I've written a song. I'd like to maybe perform a gig. <laughs> maybe see if I can hit the big time. Sounds yeah. good. Yeah. yeah, I'm not gonna play that bubblegum country. This is real. <laughs> <laughs> well, so when I was in Nashville, like literally downtown is all bubblegum country, and it kind of stinks because you want to hear like original stuff. You want to go out and find yeah, you know, new singers. You have to like yeah. go to like these outskirts, like these little bars, to actually right. hear anything original. Right, singer songwriters. That's the yeah. Way. yeah, yeah. We'll find them. You will find them. Granted, if they pay me what those guys make, I guess I'll sing some bubblegum or whatever, yeah. They probably make more than selling methanol, right? Well, no, there's some good margins on that stuff. Thanks a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Idiot. (laughs) Can we edit that, George? Uh, And then one more coming up in September. Uh, That's always a a good one for us as well, the Specialty in Agrochemicals America show. Yeah, you want me to talk to that one too? Please, please. Uh, sure. Yeah, yeah, no, that's always a fun one. It's a great area. It's one of my favorite places in the U.S. to visit, Charleston, South Carolina. But that one covers a gamut of, of the whole number of, of different industries and, and, and products that, that we all are participate in. Um, but there'll be, the, what, the four of us going again? We have a small booth there. Are I believe we, so. Yeah, yep. Yep. we're doing the booth. Yep. Um, it's a crowded one. It's a, There's a lot of activity at this one. It's probably one of the more well-attended ones that I that I go to. Um but, yeah, I enjoy it. We, there's always um, good things that come from that, good leads. There's obviously good food. We have some some great dinners in the evenings. But um, yeah, yeah. They did, that, that organization does a good job. They have the this one every year in Charleston. They just added the second one that was just this past February in Texas, which was the, the exhibit space was 100% sold out, which in the first year of a show is pretty impressive. Yeah, that's so, big, yeah. That's always a – that organization does a great job with those shows. I agree, yeah. No, it's a good one. I, yeah, we, we get a lot of bang for the buck on that one. It's, mm-hmm. it's a good yeah. show. You're just saying that because Rob's here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, a bunch of bunch of good shows coming up. Um, kind of closer to to the end of the end of the summer and the fall time, so we'll get into more in depth on those as they come up. <clears throat> but a couple couple of good ones, and obviously the sales meeting this week, which will be a great great internal meetings and, and things like that with people coming into town up here in Newport. But wrapping things up, some inside TCC news. I know we have a couple couple of things to announce and, and bring up, which has been exciting. It's been a kind of a buzzing two weeks here around the office. It sure has. Um, you know, we got uh, a new EHNS coordinator in um, Brendan Wildenheim, um, fresh graduate, and uh, he's in training right now with Karen Benson and uh, legal, and then he's also going to be doing some uh, purchasing activities. Local um, local guy, right from yeah, from local URI. guy came from URI, Kemi, um, and uh, really bright guy, and we're happy to have him. Um, 
And uh, it's uh, EHS is becoming a far more important component of our business and everything we do. Um, so we're very careful about the chemicals we handle, the chemicals we ship, uh, you know, the applications, the uses, etc. So we have to uh, protect ourselves and protect the uh, the communities, and that's what the EHNS coordinator's responsibility is. So, um, also exciting news this week: we learned that uh, Michaela Turnquist is having a baby yeah. boy. She's in finance here at TCC. We knew she was pregnant, but we didn't know what she was having. So uh, yeah. she's got a, a daughter right now. So. Uh, she'll be uh, diversifying her her children, <laughs> her portfolio, <laughs> her, portfolio. <laughs> her child portfolio. And that's October. She's due October. She's due in October. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, right. yes. And, uh, and uh, you know the uh, the last thing is just the sales meeting this week, which uh, really starts tomorrow, mm-hmm. and uh, so uh, through Saturday. Um, so really excited about that. It's always great to get together socially, you know, see everybody and yeah. and spend some time. I think that's the most important part. So yeah. we should probably get started on our presentations. <laughs> uh, hopefully you're done with the presentation. Are we presenting this year? <laughs> hopefully you're done with the three-slide presentation with a with a with a opener, my presentation, and a thank you. So one slide in the middle. I'm just changing 2018 to 2019. <laughs> that's what I'm afraid of. <laughs> no, come on. Kind of. Uh, so that's you know, that's pretty much uh, I think what's going on inside TCC right now. Yeah. So I think that, that leaves us to the final portion, which is the stand-up portion of this podcast. I, 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 was, I was promised some jokes here, Corey. Yeah, uh, now i got to think of one. Uh, <laughs> you got to keep it clean, so, too. Yeah, yeah, so this horse walks into a bar, and the bartender says, why the long face? <laughs> anybody, anybody, anybody. That's, come on, that was, come on that's, on a, that's on a whim. That's all I've got. My book's coming out next week. If you and check him out in Nashville in, in July, main stage. As always, appreciate you following along and listening. Um, hopefully some good info. Obviously, reach out anytime if any of those products are of interest or for more details on kind of what we're seeing in the tariff situation and things like that. We're happy to at least give our, our two cents on whatever we can and, and help out with any industry knowledge as best as possible. Um, as always, the episode's available to stream on the chemco.com slash podcast. Uh, we're on the Apple Play Store, the Android uh, podcast store. You can check us out on our mobile app. Uh, we do have our video version as well with the Kettle Bottom Creative guys sitting in and, and doing the video portion for us. So it's available on YouTube um, and then shared to our social media platforms. So feel free to check us out wherever you, you get your audio and things like that from. Um, Corey, thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you for having me. You probably never want to come back again, but that's besides <laughs> the point. I, I probably <laughs> fired after today. Really is what. <laughs> uh, and we appreciate you listening. Uh, thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.